Hey everybody, George here again with another episode of the In Good Spirits podcast from my friend here, Chris. Chris it is, and we're here in person. What a delight. We're here in the Food About Town studio, and I'm so glad we're starting to record in person. This is so much better. I was expecting more food, though. (laughs) There's a little bit of food memorabilia on the walls. I like your pig. The pig clock? It's a good good pig clock. I've got And the piranha? Oh, the piranha is great. Yeah, the the piranha was it was a gift that my wife was given from her uh, a friend of her family. He was an airline employee and got it from South America. The easy way or the hard way? <laughs> it it wasn't <laughs> smuggled the hard way. So, well, oh no, I, I wasn't. I didn't mean smuggling. I mean oh. uh, acquisition of the fish. Did he uh. did he get bit by the fish or no, did he I, bite the fish? <laughs> I think it was a gift from a local place, okay, which okay, was okay. very nice. And it's it it sits in the back of my streams if I do like work from home and I do video chats. It sits in the background, and people are like, "Why is there a piranha on your shelf?" It's that very menacing. Me, it makes me very happy that I can have something menacing in the background. But on the note of piranha mm. and their frenzy, yes, the whiskey we have today has people in a frenzy. Yes, it is. And man, the Facebook groups were wild about this one, and such crazy opinions on both this is amazing this is overhyped this is branded by you know by the um cuz this is a this is also a branded thing as well not just the company but it has like a you know there's a, a brand beside this as well so this is the blackened willet rye combination correct yes with the madeira cask finish so the blackened brand getting into the branding and the other associated act with that uh blackened is metallica's whiskey right so you know and we're gonna throw plenty of metallica puns we're gonna have driving guitars through the whole episode in the background etc etc um <laughs> so you know and, and it's it's a bit of a fraught topic with the you know the branded whiskeys from all sorts of different things. There's some that are very well regarded and some that are not very well regarded. And I feel like blackened is one of those ones that kind of is split down the middle of opinions just in general, before we even get into the collaboration with Willet. Sure. Because they sonically age their whiskey, which is one of those things where it's debated whether or not it really does anything. I guess there's kind of merit, but sonic aging is playing music or using sonic vibrations to agitate whiskey. Which and at an extreme level is what some of the companies do to rapid age things with ultrasonic waves. There are some experiments and uh, small scale tests and things done with that for sure. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you know, sound energy, is energy. It is moving. It's creating, you know, things are vibrating and that does make a difference in terms of if the spirit is agitated, it will age differently or more rapidly or however you want to put that. So there's, there is some merit to it, but is it a big enough impact where we could say it's, you know, noticeably different? Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe not, not enough, We'll just take a very diplomatic approach here. Not enough data to have an opinion on it yet. I think that's a great way of saying it, that it's it has some theoretical scientific merit, but provability we're not quite at yet. At least not that I have seen that I am comfortable saying, yeah, tangibly, quantifiably better whiskey because 
Master of Puppets has played for it. Yes. I mean, we're, we're tangibly better people for listening to Master of Puppets, <laughs> but we can't say the whiskey's tangibly better. I'm going to give it a lot of hate for this, but um, Metallica's a band I don't listen to recreationally. Ah, they see. are. I was in a band once, and I said, because uh, we, we covered a Metallica song, and I very place well, you know, I'm familiar, but I don't listen to it recreationally. And it was very much, ah, that was a diplomatic way of saying that you don't like them. It's not, it's not true. I don't, I don't dislike them. It's just, I like either much heavier or much softer. So. Yeah. The way I usually phrase that is I wouldn't listen to that on purpose. I, I would, I don't dislike listening to it, but would I listen to it on purpose? No, I listen to weird. I listen to talking heads on purpose. You know, that's the kind of stuff I listen to on purpose. And then I listen to podcasts incessantly because I can't help myself. <laughs> but is this a whiskey we would drink on purpose? Yes. Let's, let's find out. Let's find out. So while you're doing your first sniffs, this is also from the Willet Distillery, which has a very odd range of bottle styles and distilling. You know, this is, it's uh, been around for a long time. And that's the one with that weird giant bottle shape, right? The bong bottle, yeah, it's yeah. a, it's a, <laughs> it is actually in the shape of a pot still, but yeah, it looks very bong like. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of if you see it on the shelf, you might have seen that before because it's very specific shaped. So when you brought up the brought up the Madeira on the nose, it's very much there. It's very prominent, and so I don't remember. I think we mentioned that this is a rye, mm-hmm. but it's a blend of ryes between roughly four and eight years from Willet. Okay, all Willet. And averages out to be about, I believe, six and a half years old, average age. Okay, and their their typical rye release is four years old, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, they've had a few. So for the family estate rye, which is the big one, I think they've had a two, a three, a four, and maybe a five now. Okay. But yeah, I think, I don't think we've seen this old of Willet rye released on its own that I, that I can think of. Mm. So nose wise, I mean, you're you the the finish is super prominent. It's it's you know it's got that aged rehydrated fruits kind of thing. It's got some of the rye spiciness on the nose, and it's very much the addition of those two things. Like it makes that makes a lot of sense to me, based on the nose. And the nose is very pleasant. This is the kind it of really thing is. I would generally want to drink. That it is very it is definitely very very pleasant, and it's got like that soft, but like. The Madeira note is kind of soft, but prominent at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's not overbearing, but it's no. you definitely know it's there. Just pulling up some notes I have on this. So is this, based on the nose, I'm assuming this is closer to cask strength than it is to 80 proof? I actually don't remember the proof. Hang on one second. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued because it's, it's, it's a bit sharp on the nose, but it's got a lot of... You know, those big body notes, those oxidated, rehydrated fruits, the spiciness, it's all there. It is cask strength, but it's a little bit lower of a cask strength, 109.6. That makes sense. That That's, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily get, but it's got some hard sharpness to the nose, which can have to temper with your distance on the nosing. But very pleasant. I'm ready to taste. Yeah, and I'm actually, now that I'm looking at my notes, some things I mentioned in my notes, uh, Sweet figs and raisins on the nose with like sweet, sweet orange peel. Kind of, and then the raisinated creamy Madeira. For sure. All that stuff's there. And then hitting the palate, very similar. 
this is something that crosses, you know, we, we, we taste any number of things that don't cross over very clearly from nose to palate. This is so much nose to palate, like almost a hundred percent crossover. Yeah, it really is. Cause you get, again, like the, the creaminess of the Madeira, mm-hmm. but you get that like spicy honeyed, like dried fruit. Yeah, that first note has some, like, it's almost like it's glossy, like it's glossed over the dried fruits. Almost like, you know, when you, yeah, get those, like, when you get those fruit tarts that have that, you know, apricot glaze over the top. Yeah, that's that's the perfect description because it, it has that that literal feel of, like, that glaze. Like, it's a glazed, it's a Madeira glazed whiskey. Yeah, but what it doesn't have, it's not super heavy on the body. It's got a lot of big flavors but body-wise, it doesn't have a huge texture. There's a little bit of finish tannin from the oak. You know, the oak's there from the tannins, but it's only in the back. And it's like you get that slight drying tannin of the oak on the back of your palate. Definitely, But yeah. it's not dominating. You know, it's not dominating anything. What's it, interesting, though, is as light of the, as the body is, it's not thin no. by any means. It's still very full, but it's... Delicate. It's got finesse, some elegance to it. It has some youth still, too. Like, it isn't over-aged. This isn't one where, like, oh, you know what? This is just over-oaked. It's over-aged. It doesn't have any vitality. This is still very, very bouncy. It's got a lot going on still. But I think it does play in those worlds if you like Madeira finish, if you like rye, and you like something of decently high proof, this is pretty good. It really is. I enjoy it. So, with the point at which it becomes debated here isn't necessarily if it's good or not if it, it's more as more along the lines of if it's great and is it worth the 135 to 106 you know should be around 135 ish on the shelf seeing it up to like 160 170 is it worth that so First blush is no, I don't think it is. I think it is a very well-made product. I'm enjoying drinking it. I would drink it again on purpose. I'm not sure I would drink it at that price point. It would never It would never be the kind of thing I grabbed. And when we've talked about these kind of things in the past, value-wise, it doesn't quite get to there because it's not that unique. It's not that specific. It's really delicious. I enjoy it a lot at two thirds of the price. I'd say two thirds to a little less of the price. Sure. Absolutely. It's a very high quality product. I think that's a fair assessment. I actually disagree, which is strange. I normally, uh, it's got a lot going against it for me in terms of, I don't really like celebrity or musician products as a gen, not as a, not right off the bat, but as a general where I fall in. Sure. I typically agree with you, but this, I actually think is worth it. Mm. I, I, I would pay that for it and be very happy. Interesting. I was lucky that I didn't have to. Someone shared it a bit with me, but I would absolutely, if I paid that, got this whiskey home, opened it, had a glass, I would not be upset that I paid the $135 for it. That being said, if it was marked up more than maybe 140, mm-hmm. I would not be happy. 
So I think they're, you know, what I want to close out with is the, I agree that if I had opened it and I tasted it, I would have said, yeah, that's really good. I'm not unhappy I bought it. But would I buy it at the price? Knowing what it is, I don't think so. I don't think, you know, I've, I've tasted stuff at that higher price point where if I would have tasted it and I bought it at that price, I would have said, ooh, I'm not sure I'm happy I have this. If I bought it at that price, I wouldn't be unhappy. But I'm not sure it's worth the dollar at the same time. That's fair. I, it's I, a very tight delineation. It is. But so, I think it's it's a very high-quality product. And you know what I think we can say is that if you want to ride the lightning. <laughs> I was waiting for something. I was waiting. I was waiting. You can buy the Blackened Willet um, Cask Strength Rye, finished in Madeira. And if you can find it on the shelves, which it's actually kind of difficult to find right now. Uh, it de- uh, I think it depends on what the store put it on the shelf at, if yeah. you can find it or not at this point. But if you do find it, um, and this is the kind of thing you really enjoy, it's certainly worth trying out. And especially if you have a friend, it's certainly worth trying. Oh, yeah, the, the split it down the middle. Mm-hmm. King Solomon style is the, the way to go on that. Cut that baby in half. <laughs> well, on that note, I think we're going to close out on this episode of In Good Spirits. George, where can everybody find you? Find me on Instagram at Whiskey Jedi with the E. The guy without the E. Really nice guy, but he's not me. <laughs> you can find me at Stromy on Twitter and Instagram, Food About Town and the Food About Town podcast on Facebook. And George, we will be back very soon with another episode of In Good Spirits. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>